Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How good. And well, another sport that's going to get us excited is cricket. All our fears were realized last week as it became generally clear that this English cricket side under Baz is a behemoth in the making. The question now remains whether the Black Caps have the fight and willingness to adapt to find a result at a sold-out Basin Reserve in front of our cricket mad nation. The one thing that will stop us from finding the answer to that is the Wellington weather. And John Norman knows what we're talking about because he's been here enough times. And let's be honest, England isn't shy of a rainfall either. He's the cricket editor of TalkSport, who's doing a brilliant job commentating this series, and he's with us now. Good morning, John. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'll tell you what, uh, your old mate Brendan's <laughs> performed some miracles as an end of the last eight months. He's done it again today because it's not raining. Can you believe it's it? It's not raining. <laughs> so, I, so the, the... I see some blue. Oh. It's unbelievable. First oh. time since we got here. <laughs> here he is, mate. Here's the oracle that is Bears. Look, look let's just... Well, Bears and, and what the transformation that he's done with England, like it is absolutely mind blowing. But it's no surprises for us here down under, knowing how he captained our Black Cap side. But English cricket and the fanfare, they must be well and truly pumped right now. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, it's funny how quickly things change in sport, isn't it? And expectation changes. That's the key thing because for the first few series, it was really was a question. I suppose most people were waiting for this England side who'd really limped around the world for three, four years to fall on its face. Um, fast forward eight months, we're now, you know, we're all expecting to beat the Aussies 5-0 this summer. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't find five people in England who thought we were going to win the Asses about two or three months ago. And now it's like, yeah, bring them on. You know, we could be 11 against 13 and we'd still beat them. Yeah. So um, good. It's, cha- it's changed very quickly, yeah. Well, and, and that's Stuart brought in uh, Jimmy Anderson at 40 and 36 too, like, you know, like taking over 1,000 wickets. It looks like they'll go to 80 and take another 1,000. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I just can't see Jimmy retiring. I think Stuart is <laughs> maybe just just got one eye on the commentary box. He's just had a, his first child. And, I mean, he looks great and he talks brilliantly. He's, he's ready for the media. He could be an even better broadcaster than the cricketer. That's saying something. Jimmy, I, I just got this feeling he's going to carry on. I mean, he's number one in the world again. Why would you stop? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, maybe he's got an eye on the next Ashes, you know, the end of 2023 20, or something. But he's, he looks in he looks in great nick. I mean, both him and uh, all the bowlers, they did pull up a little bit sore after Mount mm. Monganui. And it is such a short turnaround between test matches, isn't it? Um, but, no, look, they're both playing today. Uh, uh, Stuart Broad will will go level with Sir Alistair Cook. I think it's his 161st Test match. 
I mean, when yeah. you consider he's been playing almost identical amount of time as Tim Southey has. Uh, Southey wow. made his debut at Napier in 2008, and Broad played his second Test match in the Wellington Test match in 2008. So, just shows how much cricket England play compared to New Zealand. Because Southey, how many has Southey played? He must have only played. Uh, 80 odd or something so they, they play twice as much test cricket so just imagine what kind of records ross taylor and tim southey and kane williamson would have broken if they were allowed to play a bit more what about the scary aspect of the depth that england pose at the moment you've got Stuart broad and jimmy anderson that are flying the flag in terms of uh a senior bowlers seam bowlers for that team but you've got archer you've got wood and you've got plenty others on the sidelines mate the depth is absolutely crazy at the moment well, I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's a far cry from where we were, I mean, literally a year ago when it seemed like everybody wanted to get mm. out of that England side. Now everyone wants in. Partly because, you know, they did have to operate for the best part of two years under COVID restrictions. You know, that's pretty grim. Mm. Travelling around the world, not allowed to leave your hotel apart from to go out and play. And, you know, that was tough. And and, and I feel a bit sorry for Joe Root, you know, who had, had to captain then. And, you know, he was the only batter who was really standing up as well. But, yeah, I mean... When you also step away from the test side and you think, well, hang on, England are the world, you know, the 50 over world champions, the 20 over world champions. You know, during January, we were doing commentary on the uh, S, uh, South Africa, England ODIs. We had Mickey Arthur as part of the commentary team, the former South Africa coach, former Australia coach as well, and Pakistan and Sri Lanka. He's pretty much got the bingo card out in terms of managing international sides. And he was saying there's 70. English players playing in domestic T20 leagues. So, you know, the depth within the test side finally has been replic- is, is, is there, along with the, the depth in the, the shorter format as well. So, yeah, English cricket is certainly producing the players at the moment. And what about the... Can you do, can, John, can you do this for us down under and put into context the shift of the uh, mentality of the English cricket team in the last nine months since Bears has taken over? Well, it's uh, to be honest, you've seen. Well, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in cricket. I've seen it in other sports, but essentially, I've seen it in mm-hmm. football. I know I, I'm not a massive rugby fan, but I imagine that you've probably seen it in, in league uh, or club rugby, where essentially a coach comes in and he comes into a, a, a failing team, a very defensive minded team, a team that's kind of got bogged up with the minutiae. A, a team that's kind of strayed away from the basics, a team that's maybe been overtly defensive, and a team that's really struggling, low on confidence. And this manager comes in, and he essentially just strips away all of the negativity. He reminds the players, very well-paid players, that what they're doing is what they've always dreamed to do. It's what they wanted to do as kids, essentially. So he's reinvigorated them, made them kind of realize a bit of a reality check about just how lucky they are. And he's just made them enjoy it. And I've seen it in club football. And you, the, the, the turnaround between a struggling team and a, and a confident team, a team that's enjoying its, its experience, the, the results immediately turn and they go up. Um, I've never seen it happen in the way that Brendan McCullum has managed to do it to a, to a to this international cricket team before. But that essentially is what he's done. He's come in and he's just made the players enjoy it. And, you know, you know, if you're enjoying something, you're going to get the best out of your ability. All the pressure has been taken away. Um, he's been fortunate. There's been some fortune mm. there, which all coaches need. The uh, emergence of Harry Brook, 
uh, for one. The fact that he's got a captain in Ben Stokes who absolutely buys into everything that Brendan is is about. You can't split those two up, by the way, on or off the ground. Um, so yeah, so that's that's pretty much what he's done, and it sounds simple, doesn't it? But actually, I don't I don't think it is that simple because he's done this with within a, 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 a an a area or an arena where the team was struggling, and he's he's completely turned things around. Yeah, he has. He has, and it, and it's it, it bloody makes me nervous. Gives me goosebumps knowing that Baz is over there coaching England, but it is what it is. I'm very proud of my former co-host here on SENZ. But look, one of Stephen Fleming's favourite words, cohesion. This England side oozes cohesion at the moment. They are rolling out the same squad. Is there anyone else that potentially could come in and add to this squad that is a scary aspect for yourself? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, Johnny Bairstow, who, you know, I don't think oh, I'm yes. sure he's still got nightmares about, you know, that innings at Trent Bridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's, he's been guaranteed a place back in this side. So England have got a huge decision to make there. Um, and you talk about cohesion. You know, Johnny is, is a, is a, he's an incredible bat, but, um, you know, he's kind of been in and out of the team. He's a bit of a character, a spiky character at times. So, you know, do you do you change a winning team? Do you change a winning formula? There's no doubt about it. Individually, he's he absolutely deserving of a place back in the side. But that's a call they're going to have to make, and they seem to have already done so. But what do you do? Do you do you replace Ben Folks, the wicketkeeper? No, Johnny Bairstow is just coming back from a serious injury. Hasn't kept the gloves in four years. So, you know, Folks has been nigh on faultless and is averaging low 40s. So that doesn't sound to me like the kind of... It's like dropping Tom Blundell, BJ Watley, somebody rocking back. You know, it's like... I'm not, mm. That doesn't come without risk. The other alter, the other option is to replace Zach Crawley at the top of the order. But again, that's not a like-for-like. Like. Bairstow isn't an opener. Um, so, you know, so that's something that's... That's, that's something that's going to happen for the Ireland Test, which takes place in June, just before the Ashes. And then there's the bowlers, of course. You know, you talk about the thousand test wickets between Broad and Anderson, but at the end of the day, I mean, up until that spell at Mount Monganui, most people felt that Stuart Broad was actually on the outer. You know, Ollie Robinson is actually now seen as almost a number one pick. Now, if you've got Mm. Archer and Wood available, you want one out-and-out fast man. That's one area where England are lacking. So what do you do there? There's there's uh, there's some big decisions to be made by Brendan, which are going to have, you know, huge ramifications for this side. So, yeah, there's um, it, it will strengthen um, on paper, but could also weaken at the same time. Hey, John, just three observations from you about the Black Caps. Let's talk a little bit about the Black Caps. Caps, their bowling, their batting order, and their their mentality compared to the to the English. What is your observation? Well, my, my out-and-out observation is that, you know, they, ever since Gary Stead came in and he's been successful, um, there's been the, there's been a – from my perspective, it seems to have been a overtly defensive in selection mm. and also play, um, which is fine. I don't think anyone would really be criticising that too much if Basball hadn't rocked up eight months ago. But, you know, it's a results game. And at the end of the day, New Zealand have lost to Bangladesh at home in a test match, they've lost to South Africa at home um, and they've lost to England for the first time in 15 years. I, I think that so, that, so that doesn't help, but the team's the wrong side of 30. You know, I think, um, 
How many players have you got under the age of 30? Carl Jameson, of course, has really struggled with injury. Mm. Um, so it's it seems like it's on the downward curve. I think that Kane Williamson really misses having the solidity of Ross Taylor coming in behind him. Um, you know, how can you not miss someone of the, you know, how can you not miss the, the, the leading run score in test cricket in this country? So Ross Taylor is a huge loss. And then you've been rocked by, you know, either self-inflicted um, and the player himself, Trent Bolt's got to take responsibility. But, you know, the, this kind of situation, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure England would have had now. They did have with Kevin Peterson a few years back. But, and then the injury as well. So there's been, it's defensive outlook, it's a downward curve and there's injury and obviously the non-selection of Trent Bolt. And, you know, I listened to a lot of the, the radio stations around and, you know, Will Young possibly coming at the top of the order, Devon Conway dropping down to four. Okay, Henry Nichols making way. I could see that. Um, is it really going to change a great deal? I'm not sure. And then, you know, unfortunately, instead of Bolt a fully fit and firing Wagner with the uh, uh, first change to Cole Jameson taking the new ball, or actually, no, Wagner would have been second change. Um, you know, you've got two debutants, you know, and so all of these things seem to be coming together at the wrong time, don't they? It's almost like the opposite of a perfect storm. So I do, I do worry a little bit for New Zealand. The other problem is, of course, you play so little test cricket at home, so and so little uh, four-day cricket in Plunkett Shield. So, yeah, I must admit, it's uh, it does seem to be a slight... It, it seems to be a concern. You seem to have a bit more batting and bowling in the longer format, but, um, of course, you need an attack that's going to take 20 wickets and... You know, that, that doesn't seem to be the case, although this Wellington track is green as you like, and obviously the conditions look like they're going to be bowler-friendly, so that could change in this test. Well, there you go. You've answered my question. I was going to ask you about the pitch. So you've obviously had a look at the pitch. You're expecting it to hold up for five days. The weather is shining. So are we going to get a five-day test match? And uh, what, are your, what, are, what are you thinking results-wise? you think the Black Caps can go out there, show some intent, and push this England side? Or you think it's just the one-way train ride at the moment? It's going to be very, very difficult. I think that New Zealand are low on confidence um, and there's there's players playing for their places, which is never a good position to be in. And you just wonder where this side would be, say, two or three days in if they're really behind the game. I was really impressed by the way they clung on for a couple of days, actually. I thought Tom Blundell played brilliantly um, at New Zealand, but, uh, at uh, when, uh, Mount Morganui. Uh, but I fear a little bit for them. They could be blown away here. I mean, it's it's it. But you know, the the conditions, as I say, it's it's really windy today. They're going to be much more used to the conditions. Um, but you know, they're they're only one or two. They're only one inspired spell away. I thought Tim Southey bowled really well at Mount Morganui. Didn't get the reward, so maybe today's his day. And England's, you know, they're saying cricket your greatest strength can also be your biggest weakness. And you know. They 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 do take a risk or two this batting lineup. So maybe maybe today's a day, but you're going to need a concerted effort. You're going to need a couple of your batters to really stand up. And crucially, and this is the, really the point. Going back to what you asked me about the, that, uh, the where I see the New Zealand side, you've got to win the big moments, you know, and you've got to drive really drive home your advantage when you're on, in front. It, New Zealand should never have lost that series in England in June three 0 you know, but when it came to those moments when they were ahead, they never drove it home. You know, and even at Mount Morganui, there were they did have a couple of chances along the way. So they if they get their noses ahead, they've just got to make it count. And I haven't and they've mm. got to be really positive about that and they've really got to go for it. 
not hang back. Um, and if they do that, then you never know. They've got a chance. They've got to go out there with some intent and show some absolute courage and, and desire to, to win at all costs. John Norman, I know you're half Kiwi, mate. Your wife's from here, so we appreciate it. I know you've got a lot of love for this beautiful land of ours. We, we love having you Absolutely. here. Thank you so much for your great knowledge on the game of cricket in England of flying at the moment. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, anytime. Keep up the good work, lads. Take it easy. Here he is, John Norman, cricket editor of at Talk Sport, and he's talking all things cricket. England, they have got depth to boot in all formats, which is a scary thought, lads. Holy. Talking sense. <laughs> talking sense. What yeah. a great chat to listen to that yeah. and find. Like, if, you're, if you're sitting down and you're booking and you're looking for form, that's the type of talk you want to listen to. Like He, he basically gave you a form guide of how the, how the test match is going to play out. Yeah, he did. He was very, very good mind of his. And uh, we're going to show some show some fight and courage. A green seamer there at the Basin Reserve, John is, is talking about. While well, I ask him to bat, maybe the toss is going to be vitally important to get out there and put the pressure on England. we got the TAB cross with Pip Morris coming up, and we'll maybe get some boosted odds for you, all right? Stay tuned. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.